brother Peter Gould. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Tell us, uh, Gould Studio, what is it? So I've uh, been leading out this design team for, it's actually coming up to about 20 years now. And um, it's been really a blessing in that time to lead a design team. So um, design is really all about change, you know. So design is not just graphic design or fashion design or interior design. Really design is looking at something, looking at the heart of what that problem is and trying to improve it or change it. So, um, you know, if you look at our design team like us, uh, we have about 15 staff. Uh, we're in Sydney, Dubai, Jakarta. And our intention really is to benefit hearts with design, connect communities, um, and create meaningful brands and products that people actually resonate with and they care about and they get joy from and, you know, it resonates and aligns with their values. So we really try to focus on, you know, brands and products that um, when people see or they look at, it, it, it something lights up in them and they really feel this, you know, there's something going on in this 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 app or this product or this brand where they're like, yes, I, like these people get me, you know, I want to, I want to, um, you know, their, their, their kind of story is reflected in some way in that, in that product. So, um, and really in the last, I'd say five, five to seven years, um, you're seeing this incredible flourish of, um, I kind of call it heart-centered design or heart-centered entrepreneurship. You see in everywhere from Indonesia to Istanbul, London, San Francisco, you know, Riyadh, you know, um, Jeddah, Dubai, uh, just about everywhere. And you see, um, this incredible growth of um, young, often younger people, but you know, uh, creating startups, this entrepreneurial mindset. Um, this I think has always been in in the tradition and and been in you know a Muslim creative legacy and and the, this a wonderful heritage of innovation has definitely been there. But it's very interesting now when you see um, when you start adding um, big numbers in scalable digital products and platforms. You start seeing um, investment funding. You start seeing VCs in the space. Um, you see a lot of high north individuals and and uh, you know um, angels coming to this the space. And uh, you see some great success stories starting to come through, and some exits and some um, okay. big players also moving into the space, like big consumer brands like Nike and other brands looking at oh look at this Muslim consumer space. It's huge. You know we need to understand it more. So um, you have a number of factors at play. And you have a very large uh, Muslim population globally that's very diverse, as we know, many cultures, many languages. But really, um, we're looking, talking about things where, um, you know, you're creating brands or businesses that um, really speak to some the, the spiritual aspirations that people might have or that for their families, their children, what they kind of aspire to have spiritually. But, you know, meaningful products, brands uh, that can, can resonate with those things. So um, I think we've had two beautiful examples already tonight. and. Uh, Happy to share a little bit about our story too. Mashallah, that's great. Yeah, we would love to. We would love to hear about you know how did how did Peter Gould become Peter Gould and how did Gould Studio essentially become Gould Studio? Where did you start? And just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. I'll give you. I'll give you the abridged version. Um, but um, so I was practicing as a as a graphic designer, freelance graphic designer, when I was at university um, before I was Muslim, and uh, you know I was uh, you know just figuring out a lot of things in life around you know a short period of time. And I kind of think of my creative path and, you know, my professional design career and my, you know, spiritual path and trying to understand Islam and understand um, big, big questions in life and meaning and purpose. It just so happened that I kind of to, to, to be around the same time. And I've always felt the two have had this link. And what I've been able to really appreciate that um, there's an incredible beauty and potential when you look at design and what the, the role of 
design in our world today. So if you think, you know, if you pick up your iPhone or you pick look at any product you use today or any experience, you know, especially if maybe our friends in Melbourne are having to a lot of do orders from home or digital things from home, that's an experience that someone's designed. So someone's created that app. Does it work well? Someone's created the thing that you buy, interact with. That, they're all design teams. It really impacts us every, every day and every moment. They're all decisions. Um, but, you know, I think there's really a very powerful momentum of, when you bring a spiritual um, lens to that, you, like Ahmed said, bring your intentionality to it, you know, your, your ikhlas, your sincerity. So the story of our design team has really been one trying to serve community and work on, you know, work for clients and organizations and, and brands that are serving their community. But also in recent years, we've had a go at building our own products in-house. So getting some funding um, and building some, you know, some products that we've been able to um, do and, and shift globally around the world to, to many countries. So, yeah, it's been an exciting, challenging, uh, rewarding journey of um, entrepreneurship, creativity, but really um, looking at that spirituality that un- underpins all of that. Beautiful, beautiful. That's amazing. Uh, could you tell us about about the team? What what does Good Study at the moment? What do you what are you guys doing? Who is the team? What you know? The makeup. Yeah, no problem. So we have our leadership team in Sydney and Dubai. Um, and uh, most of that team has been with me for um, coming up towards 10 years. Um, but then we've expanded uh, a lot of our design support team in Indonesia. So we have, for example, five um, amazing full-time designers in Indonesia that, that's growing as well, um, that have been able to help support with some of the different time zones. Um, and, you know, I think an example of the beautiful um, richness and potential in our global creative UMA, our creative community, um, and especially in a year like 2020, you're mm-hmm. seeing this is just uh, such a, um, although very challenging and difficult year, it's also, uh, I think, full of potential and opportunity and transformation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we as a team have, have tried to do that. We've looked within, you know, we had some proje- projects at the start of the year that, that were looking, you know, huge, but they were linked to events. Um, so in Dubai, you know, had this Expo 2020. Um, because of COVID, a lot of things changed. You know, a lot of projects got um you know, uh, had to just, you know, be, be postponed or cancelled. So many um, creative teams and design teams globally saw suddenly a lot of change. So we had to, um, like others, adapt and look at, you know, you know, why do people come to us? Why have we had people coming to same people coming to us and referring us for the last 15 years and more? Um, so having, I think, a great team is absolutely at the heart of that and a team aligned on, on culture and values. Um, and it doesn't have to be faith. Um, you know, obviously the underpinning values and alignment, you know, are, are there, but we have people from a range of backgrounds and faiths in our team. And I think that diversity is essential for innovation and for um, bringing different perspective and lens to, to what we do and what we, what we try and create for people. MashaAllah, that's great. Um, I'm wondering, a lot of the attendees would, would like to know, because you're dealing with quite high-level high level clients, how, how, did you, how do you build that client base to begin with? Yeah, absolutely. And and for anyone that's just sort of growing in, in those early days, I, you know, I think, um, you know, both our previous kind of, um, you know, speakers gave a great example of like their passion and the heart that they bring to it. But also it's, um, you know, regardless of how big or, you know, or how, how large an organization is, it's individuals that you're dealing with and, and individuals that you're building relationships with. So, um, you know, just being able to um, get to know someone and spend some time with them. And, you know, people will kind of connect after a while what, what you're about. Um, and it's, it's you know, I think just building those relationships over time, uh, knowing that if you take a long-term view of, um, you know, what we're trying to build and what you're trying to establish for people, 
um, you know, and helping their brands in their journey, then uh, that's, you know, that's really what it's about. And I think in, in Islam, the, the kind of spiritual term around barakah, this idea of blessing, mm. um, <clears throat> I think that becomes very important in any business. So if you try to do things with that intentionality, with ihsan, you know, with a real craft and, and love and, a, you know, appreciation for the beauty, and also seeing your your work and your talents not as yours as but as an amana given to you like a trust. So if you kind of imagine, I you know I feel I have at least lead this beautiful design team. It's also a trust. You know you've been given and gifted these things um, from God. Don't think that you're this special kind of um, genius Steve Jobs kind of figure. It's no you you know you although you've worked hard and whatever. It's really knowing that you have this opportunity, this platform, what are you doing with it? You'll be, you know, we'll be asked like how we serve people through it. And of course you need a sustainable, healthy, hopefully solid, profitable business. Um, but you also need to know that primarily you're looking after individuals, families, you know, you're, you're dealing with people that have, have hearts. And I think if you just carry that approach through life to, you know, who you're working with, your suppliers, your team, um, your clients, then over time, it just, you'll hopefully, you know, you know, God willing, shall attract the right people and become a magnet for um, like, I call it, use the phrase, like-hearted people. So not necessarily like-minded because you want to have people from different perspectives and people that are numbers people, people from this tradition or path, but like-hearted in that together collectively, we're trying to do something beautiful and the world reads us, needs us right now. You know, we've got a lot of division and, and difficulty in the world. So what can we design? What can we make? What can we um, help bring into the to the universe that just makes it a little bit more beautiful or positive for, for some person or some family, whether that's through a product or a brand or, you know, a f food delivery service or through archery that connects families. Like all of these things are just, you know, great examples. On that note, I, I was wondering, you know, obviously there's a lot of great things in business. There's a lot of success stories that you have, the sweet moments that you enjoy. But the flip side of it is also true. There's a lot of challenges every challenge is an opportunity but nonetheless it's a struggle whether it's for immediate good or for long-term good or whether it would never eventuate potentially what was the most challenging uh, time for you and how did you go about resolving that or uh, facing that challenge yeah great question and <clears throat> i think excuse me and i think a classic one for any you know would-be entrepreneurs or people on that you know the, the path of trying to build something get anything going for momentum um you know it's incredible amount of work and it does take you know so much from within you um but it's also you know i also feel that if you've been gifted with that inspiration and that spark that you really want to try this or build this business or do this thing you know there's a reason it's kind of been sent to you um and it's and i also feel like you know, it, we almost feel like it would be a shame not to try and bring that into the world or at least apply it. It doesn't mean everyone should go out and just try and build a startup. I, I wouldn't recommend that, but maybe you could help someone who's building a startup or, you know, look at what community circles are around you that you can help bring some of your um, talents to. And, uh, you know, the, I think the key word is what you're doing with the Mecca Collective is building this ecosystem. And I've seen this work really wonderfully in, in a number of countries and cities where you see this strong, um, you know, Muslim, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem, um, but, you know, connecting on, <laughs> on value. So it's not just, um, you know, you have to sit certain, hit a certain box to come in the door, but, you know, really connecting people to have that, <laughs> excuse me, that lightheartedness. Um, so there's been lots of trials and, and challenges, um, you know, 15, 20 years of <laughs> trying to get things going, then um, I'm sure any, you know, entrepreneur or founder or, you know, someone trying to lead a company or build a team will, or even just be a dad, you know, I have three kids and, you know, try to do all those things. That's something we don't often talk about is actually, you know, the, 
um, beyond just our business aspirations, really the, the, um, the challenge we're trying to navigate is, is ourselves and the problems we have looking within, uh, but also being you know, a great um, member, family member, person or in the community. Um, you have to you know, navigate all of these things together. Um, so drawing on having good companionship around you, good sahaba, good gui- you know, guidance, you know, seeking wisdom, seeking a lot of the answers are, are there, but being open to them um and helping others through you know sort of the journey so um yeah there's plenty of stories i could tell you but i I think it's just um staying committed to that you know the the sort of the distant mountain or that vision that you're trying to you know trying to get to i think ahmed said it really well you know have that right level of intent intentionality um and sincerity bringing you know one of my teachers said you know if you bring ikhlas to anything you know that sincerity that's really the heart of whatever it is you're going to do in life is how sincere are you about it? So it might just be building a tiny, tiny micro business, or it might be, I'm going to build the next billion dollar startup and, you know, the Steve Jobs thing, make the dent in the universe. Um, And I think that both paths are okay. And one is not necessarily more successful than the other. You have to look at your definition of success. You know, maybe it's just waking up in the morning with Sakina in your heart and tranquility and knowing that your business has done some good in the world. And we don't have to champion necessarily, you know, the unicorn startup model as the success story. But I think we are on our way to see more of those as well. So last thing is, you know, so for example, um, you know, a company we work with closely called LaunchGood, um, based out of the US, has been a really good example, I think, of the rising stars of Islamic economy and Muslim lifestyle market, where, you know, they have um, over a million users now. They raised uh, raised over $100 million through their platform. You know, they raised, I think, uh, in Australian dollars, about f- nearly $50 million this Ramadan through hundreds of thousands of users. And so what does that require? That requires all of that spiritual uh, foundation, but also you have to know how to run a team, how, mm-hmm. have a high well, have a good tech stack, you know, have a good UX, UI. You have to understand all of these things in parallel and be authentic, you know, and your users are smart. They'll know if you're trying to, you know, approach things in a way that's cutting corners You've got to bring all these things together. And it's a really a blue ocean of potential now when you see what these startups are, are starting to do. And um, it's great that you've got Mecca putting the spotlight here within Australia and, and Southeast Asia. It's a really promising time. When you first started out, were you afraid of failure? And is, is that still really a reality? I think that's something that's that's pressing for, for everybody. Um, how, how do you address that? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a very fair question. And I think if I'm if I'm honest, when I did start freelancing, um, you know, which was on about the age of 17, 18, 19, um, I was because I really felt like I was trying to prove myself, you know, and, and I didn't, I was just coming to learn, you know, and I was also having a big spiritual journey at the same time. So, you know, I was trying to really understand my identity and place in the world. And I was very conscious about, oh, I, I don't want my... Uh, you know, I, I don't want this thing to fail. Like I, I need, to, you know, I really, there, you know, I was putting that a lot of on myself you know, at that time. But I think um, over definitely the last 15 years, as I've, you know, come to, I feel, you know, live the entrepreneurial path a little more and, and, and build a funded startup and help other startups and, you know, serve big corporations, small enterprise as well, um, is see failure in a different way and reframe it. And, uh, you know, humble, I did a, a two-year Stanford um, course and, and the whole mindset of course in Stanford Innovation and, you know, D-School, Design Z-School is all about reframing failure as learning. You know, there's no failure, there's only learning. So that's definitely the kind of signature advice you get from most of the kind of founders there. 
um, but that can um, be easy to say and hard to practice. So I think it's the mindset really for people, I would just say this, is, is really think of whatever you're building or doing now, don't invest everything into that as, as being it for the rest of your life. It's um, do your best to make it work. You know, I, I wouldn't feel, um, I wouldn't celebrate if things are just not working out for you all the time. But I would say that you, you're always in a path of iteration and prototyping, both in terms of your business you're building and the ideas you're working on and trying those out and iterating, um, but also in your own life and story. So you're trying out maybe your founder, maybe you're donating time to this, um, you know, maybe you're, you're kind of playing with these different sliders of, you know, a bit more creative expression here, a bit more impact project here, but also your financial engine that powers, you know, wh whatever you need to do in life. So um, I think just, yeah, the mindset of learning, changing, iterating, it's okay, it didn't work out, but what did you learn from that? It's only failure if you don't learn from it. Just to wrap it up, a last piece of advice for the attendees that have joined in, what would you like to yeah, thank you. No, I, I think I'd, I'd just probably extend what Ahmed said already beautifully so earlier is about bringing your nia to it, bringing your intentionality to it, um, and being, you know, having a clarity of purpose. Um, and as Muslims or people on the spiritual path, for us, that's very much aligned with our spiritual aspiration of getting closer to God by, by serving people and trying to do our best work here and put our best effort in. So I'd say really, you know, look at our, our spiritual aspirations and the teachings we have in our ikhlas, you know, in our niya. Um, you know, bringing this real sense of um, amana, like what we're trying to do here, what we've been given as a trust, um, and, and having a real law, having this gratitude and this shukr, if things aren't going away, you know, really accepting that with, a, you know, accepting that there's a higher wisdom there, um, and then trying to appreciate barakah, you know, the, the, the blessing that um, is essential part to make anything happen. So um, I think just that intentionality and, and that sincerity of that is a uh, is great advice that will, will serve anyone over path you're on in your career, whatever that next chapter is ahead, but trying to do something beautiful and meaningful with your time here. Excellent. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Peter Gould. I urge all the attendees to check out Peter Gould if you don't know him already, which I think you do. Please engage with his social media and Instagram and check out Gould Studio.